Hello, and welcome to a special series of Podcast 360. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby. In this six-part series, we will be talking to Dr. Jeffrey Tabus, who is a professor of emergency medicine at the University of California, San Francisco's School of Medicine, an emergency medicine physician at Zuckerberg San Francisco General Emergency Department, the Director of Faculty Development for the Department of Emergency Medicine, and the Director of Outcomes and Innovations for the UCSF Office of Continuing Medical Education. He recently presented a session on atrial fibrillation at the American College of Emergency Physicians 2021 Scientific Assembly. In part five of this podcast series, he shares his thoughts on using smart devices for monitoring patients' heart rates. Let's listen in as he answers our questions. Great. Um, So I heard you mention smartwatch twice. And with all of this, um, I guess, research and everything that's going on, do you advise your patients to use the smartwatch to track their heart rhythm? It's a great question. So one of my colleagues at UCSF is really leading the world's research on this, Craig Marcus, who's an electrophysiologist and is involved in the million man heart study, or million person heart study, sorry, where they're trying to get a million people, you know, to study what happens to your heart and what are the risk factors for developing heart disease, specifically his focus is on atrial fibrillation. My understanding is that smartwatches are pretty good at picking this up. So they are very sensitive, like 98% sensitive, and they're fairly specific. So 80 to 85% specific. So meaning that five out of every six times that they detect atrial fibrillation, it's truly atrial fibrillation. So you don't want to just rely on your smartwatch. You want to take the printout or the, like, I'm a Luddite. I don't have a smartwatch. I have an old Timex that I <laughs> track my runs with. But you, everyone, including my 12-year-old and 14-year-old, have a smartwatch. So you want to track, track it, but you want to bring the, the reading to your doctor to review. And you're supposed to, you know, for, for the diagnosis to be robust, you're supposed to have 30 seconds of an irregular heart rate that's tracked on your smart device or an EKG, which captures it. And we all know an EKG is much tougher to capture. So these smart devices, um, you know, smart watches are pretty good. I mean, 98% sensitivity, 85% specificity, that's as good as I am (laughs) in the ER looking at anyone. Um, so yes, I would say they're good. They're good. Yeah. Especially since, um, it's like always capturing data. It's It's not just at that blink of. Yes, yes, yes. And we know that a lot of AFib is silent. So I can't remember the percentage, but 20 or 30% you don't sense. So it captures all of those. And then when, you know, a lot of people think they're having irregular heart rate and it turns out they're not. And then a lot of people think they're having an irregular heart rate, but they're just having premature atrial beats or premature ventricular beats, which do not confer nearly the same risk as atrial fibrillation. So all those things 
can be helpful. And even if the smartwatch is not diagnostic, if it just triggers you to get a monitor placed 30 day, you know, these monitors that you can just paste onto your chest to get it looked at it, I think it can be helpful. But, um, the reason I want to get a smartwatch is just to track my risk, <laughs> whether I'm having a fib or not, <laughs> because it's too complicated. I can't have another device that I have to charge every night. Yeah. I mean, the medical and the social benefits, I think are pushing me to go there. And now that my kids have them, uh, I don't know. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. And for our listeners, stay tuned for the subsequent parts of the series.